you, me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. But what we have now is more data from actual scientific studies that help actually people to understand. The reason it's more Wild West is because like, oh, the new hot topic, CBG, where can we buy CBG? And so just like you have to be careful where you get your CBD, now you have to be careful where you get your CBD and CBG. Or are they making it from the same plant? Or are they isolating them and then you're buying one from one source, one from it? Like it starts to get complicated and hard. Shall we go? We should go. Yeehaw! Happy New Year. How are you? <laughs> good, Danelle. Everything's good with you? It's so far, so great. You bet. Well, it is a Happy New Year. So where are we today? Oh, you know what? What? I wanted to start this, and then you can introduce the subject, okay? Okay, sounds great. Here we go. I wanted to start this by asking a question. What was the song that was number one on your 23rd birthday, okay? Okay. So that's the first thing I want you to look up, and everyone here who can can join in on this. And then... That that song and the theme from that song is how your 2023 is going to play out. I'm nervous about this for sure. And uh, think about this. So your the song that was number one on your 23rd birthday is now how your 2023 is going to play well, out. Well, I hope yours is going to turn out better so, than mine. So I'll tell how you what that? mine was. Mine was Every Breath You Take by The Police. Now, I'm not sure what that means, but, awesome you know, I, I, I do a lot of running, I work out, and I, I, I am breathing very, very hard. Well, I'm kind of big brothering on that one. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's more of a, like, you've got a stalker. <laughs> so, uh, Danielle, do you want to go next? Um, sure, sure. Mine is uh, Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Oh, I love that. Yeah, well. So how does that play I out? I <laughs> I believe all of my friends are high profile. <laughs> I, I don't believe I have any friends in low places. Uh, mine was uh, End of the Road by Boys to Men. So I, it sounds ominous. Like something's going to end this year that's probably not going to be good. Can you sing it? Can you sing it? I don't even know that song. I, I don't. I, I mean, I can sing mine, no problem. I can't. I don't know the, I don't know the song. I know who, obviously, Boys to Man, but sure. I, I don't know the song. That was never really my genre either. Uh, I wow. bet you know more about Boys to Men than most people today who are the younger well, generation. That's true, which is, which is right. That, well, yeah. So my little bit is better than most people. Most people's yep. nothing. Yeah. Blake? But they were big and uh, they were big. Uh, the How You Remind Me by Nickelback. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna hum some of that for us? <laughs> scream some of that. Maybe a little scream. It's got a little more scream yes. to it's it. Got a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the end when they get really like intense. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of feeling in that song. Oh, deep, deep feeling. I love it. Nice job. So finally, we're going to have uh, Doug. It uh, is gonna make you sweat. <laughs> also known as. Everybody dance now. Wait, wait, wait. Is that CC Music Factory? Oh, yes. Yeah. That'd be great. So here we go, Danelle. Okay, ready. What are we going to be talking about? Well, we're talking about what most people use CBD for, and that 
is a range of categories from sleep to pain to stress and or anxiety. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We've noticed that um, there's a lot of people out there who have listened to our podcast. So thank you very much, number one. Uh, And we're hoping you're listening again. Um, But the podcasts that really have the most listeners are the ones that pertain to those specific subjects. Right. So we we kind of see those as uh, the pillars of why to use CBD. Sleep, pain, stress, and anxiety. Right. And those are the ones that have received the most listeners, that downloaded the most and listened to over and over again. So there must be something to it, right? Right. So since we've first done that, instead of just replaying that podcast or saying go back and listen to it, why are we talking about it now? What's the difference? Well, there's been a lot of innovations in the industry and a lot of... um, really looking at how products are made and how you can amplify your products using more than one cannabinoid. Oh, you sound like you're the expert. I am not. The experts are here, but it's something I thought a lot about. And it, and I, I, I'm always kind of like, now, why does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So let's bring the guys in. Who's here, Richard? Well, we've already know we already know that we have uh, Blake and Doug and Jeff, and um, and I think it would be wonderful to hear from them and kind of get their their input because they are the experts in this. Jeff's the expert. <clears throat> oh, uh, I thought I was like the last ranking expert in our. <laughs> no, I, it, this is interesting because uh, Doug and I are pharmacists. Blake's a, a chemist. Uh, with multiple degrees, and so we're you know we've grown up kind of in the drug field and the pharmaceutical field, and uh, we talked about this a couple of years ago where we we assumed we thought we were anticipating that the market would change uh, to include uh, a focus or a growth into other cannabinoids aside from CBD. So you know we there's always been this misnomer. People say CBD and they just it's this all encompassing term, but it's really one cannabinoid. So it's uh, you know so what we've seen is. Uh, a lot more science and evidence uh, emerge over the last couple of years around G and N. And uh, Blake can probably talk about the other hundred that are out there and what and we can get into what's going on there, what we think is going to happen there. But uh, my comment around you know growing up in the pharmaceutical field, it's almost like this. Uh, there's a similar thing going on in, in traditional medicine or pharmaceutical medicine around personalized medicine. So, uh, you know, we talk, it's not going to be in the future. It's probably not going to be, I don't know how you feel about this. It's probably not going to be the scattershot CBD for every, you know, for everything, for everybody, but it's maybe having products that are more G or N or Z or X or Y or whatever it may be in the future that is targeting a specific, um, specific element or issue. And I I think that's really the way it should go anyway. I mean, we should be thinking about this as like a compound pharmacy rather than, a shotgun effect of like, look, if, if you give somebody enough molecules, you should get an effect out of it. And that's actually what most of the industries, you know, weighing in on. It's, it's funny because there have been a lot of advancements since we first talked about all of these things. But when we talk about those advancements, we're not talking necessarily like everybody has upped their game. In fact, I would say it's more wild West now than it was even back then More wild West is because like, Oh, the new hot topic, CBG, where can we buy CBG? And so just like 
You have to be careful where you get your CBD. Now you have to be careful where you get your CBD and CBG. Or are they making it from the same plant? Or are they isolating them and then you're buying one from one source, one from it? Like it starts to get complicated and hard. Yeah, I think that's one of the trickiest things about the industry that we're in today. And that is we thought at the end of 2018, first part of 2019, first part of 2020, first part of 21, first part of 22 that there would be some regulation, that we would start to get some standardization around the CBD industry, that the FDA would have weighed in by now on uh, how CBD can be appropriately used uh, by the public. Um, And we're still just floating out there in kind of no man's land from a federal and a, uh, for certainly from a federal regulatory perspective, certain states uh, are having more influence, which I think is good. And we're having some controls put in place. But I think as an industry, we're, we're not helping ourselves uh, by leaving it ambiguous. And, uh, and I think one of the things that, that we're trying to do is stop the ambiguity and bring real education. So we appreciate folks who tune into the podcast who want to learn more about CBD and not just take the, the little uh, you know headlines that, that pop up online when you're searching for CBD and think true. CBD helped me find my dog, whatever. Right. <laughs> well, I think, I think there's a lot, um, that we can go off into the weeds on this thing in, 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 in a lot of ways, a lot of directions, but if we're going to focus in on what makes good CBD and what, how these cannabinoids, uh, and the entourage of them, how that all comes together, what is it that people should be looking for? What is it that farmer and chemist does that is right? Uh, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. So this this is, okay, I'm going to try not to go off too long or too crazy on this. I'm going to do my best. If I start to get too far in the weeds, Danelle, kick me. Ding, ding, okay. ding. Okay. So when you think about medicine in general, you should be thinking about dosing in a way where you get an effect. You take one molecule and then you get an effect from that molecule. When you start adding multiple medicines together, it can have further effects. So a common pairing that happens often right now is like ibuprofen and well, I'm now seeing people using, yeah, Tylenol. Right. And so you alternate between your medicines every, you know, six hours or so. A lot of times people will do Advil or ibuprofen with Benadryl. So it helps with your histamines as well as your pain. Um, Cannabinoids act on certain receptor sites. And so different cannabinoids act on different receptors, which means when you start to pair certain cannabinoids together, you can get multiple effects that have a synergistic effect. So let's talk about Sleep, for example. CBD may help you with your anxiety. It may be helping a bit with your pain. But if you're having trouble getting that relaxed, help you to stay asleep once you're asleep, it has been shown that CBN actually helps keep you into a sleep state more effectively than CBD ever will. But I guess the point is, well, then how do you come up with ratios? How do you think about doing certain amounts of one cannabinoid versus another? Well, it's limited by how many receptor sites you have for that particular cannabinoid. So, for example, with CBN, you only have so many receptor sites that can take up CBN, whereas CBD 
and acting in the GABA pathway, you have tons and tons of receptor sites, which means it can affect all kinds of things physiologically. So now we're talking about a ratio. You should be doing a five to one ratio or a 10 to one ratio or something along those lines because you can absorb that much CBD, but you can't absorb that much CBN. So get this tincture. It's 5 million milligrams of CBN. Won't help you sleep any better than something that is the right dose for you. Because your body only has so many. That's right. Was that short that, enough? <laughs> I was just going to say, like that was that was pretty good. That was like the least uh, scientific geek out uh, Blake moment that we might have had on this. Podcast. Maybe I'd really tried well, hard. That yeah, was but, really awesome. So you talk about synergies. So, but you know, it's the same concept though. There are probably going to be some that have antagonistic properties that compete yeah. for the same receptor. Others that go that bind to different receptors. So it's it's not dissimilar to when you take five medications for diabetes, right? Same kind of concept. Yeah. I mean, how are they? Are there does one does one enhance the effects of the other, or does one counteract the effects of the other? As an example, so um, so so Jeff, that's an extremely important point. So um, when people start talking about okay, let's go to pain. Okay, so when we talk about pain specifically, CBD affects pathways that help with pain. That is pretty well understood how that's working. But now a lot of people talk about CBG and how that also helps with pain. Now, if those were attacking the same receptor site, then all of a sudden you either get a deleterious effect or an enhancement effect, depending on what that looks like and number of receptors, blah, blah, blah. None of that really ultimately matters. What we would say, though, that's really interesting is how CBD gets absorbed into the body versus how CBG gets absorbed are different. And so, and what I mean specifically by that is CBD looks like it moves through um, the GABA pathway, whereas CBG looks like it actually moves through the AG agonist pathway, which stimulates at the cellular level for producing histamines, which cause inflammation. This is why this is significant. Sorry, I'm trying, I've nerded out. I ruined my whole previous diatribe here. But CBD looks like it affects the central nervous system and hangs out in the synapse. CBG has a higher cellular uptake, which means it doesn't hang out in the synapse as long, which means at a localized level, you're affecting the cells. And so by pairing those, you're getting a universal effect across the entire body and you're getting a localized effect at where the, the pain center is. So that's why you would pair those two, even though they both help pain, yeah. they do it differently. So that's kind of where I was going twofold. Sorry, Danelle. Is uh, right. So our products have CBD and CBN, or CBD and CBG, because they can be additive or synergistic to, to that level. But in the future, when we talk about other cannabinoids, it yep. could be a very different conversation. Yep, that's the right. second part of that is we we talk a lot about drug interactions. So CBD. And these other cannabinoids are, are relatively safe. They don't have a lot of side effects, but they, because of how they bind, as we've been talking about, and as you've explained, it can have, it can have drug interactions with other drugs. That's and right. that's where it may enhance or counteract uh, uh, the effects of those drugs. And so our, one of our main messages all along has been when you're buying CBD, buy it from a, a place that you can talk to the people about other drugs you're taking. You can talk about drug interactions. So pharmacists, pharmacies, Farmer and chemist, for example, because if you're taking an antidepressant or you're taking an antiplatelet or an anticoagulant, it's going to have a potential either positive or negative impact on those drugs. So we need you. Those are the types of questions that people should be asking. 
So can I just throw into the spoke, what happens when you throw in the legal amount of THC along with these two cannabinoids? Then what happens? Is it an amplification? Is it, I mean, what is it? How, how would you best describe it in like normal people words? Help me out. In normal people words. That may be too hard for me. Um, I mean, so Doug, I, I, I no may offense. have you translate I mean, for me. Okay, so <laughs> peanut butter and jelly are great together with a glass of milk. Good example. Uh, okay. That was phenomenal. Although I would use marshmallow, but whatever. I mean, it, but most <laughs> people don't. <laughs> I mean, do you know so what I mean? I know exactly what you okay. mean. Okay. So I will try to be. I will try to describe this in a way that is that simple, and I actually think that was very beautiful. Um, because it's very, very clear. Mixing cannabinoids gives them a different profile for uptake and metabolism by the body. And it's because not only do they have different receptor sites, but they have slightly different physical characteristics. They're all medium-chain triglycerides. That's really clear. But for the example, THC has a much higher absorption value. We call that Q log P. But it absorbs much more readily than CBD does. Okay. So if I pair a little tiny bit of THC with CBD, I have more CBD move across that membrane mixed with the THC than I would by the CBD by itself. Again, this is entourage. Now, anyone who wants to scientifically, like, because I hear doctors all the time, like, that's not real, that's not real. It's called an azeotrope. It's simple. Get it. Go to any chemical chemistry, like, book. It will talk about the mixing of similar density materials forming a new material that is somewhere in between the characteristics of each. Okay. So I'm going to try and bring this to dumb down and you can help me if I'm totally off base, but is it almost like, uh, buying gasoline and getting a premium gas versus a regular gas? Is it like having your car have a power boost, uh, turbo engine versus a regular so engine? So it'd be like mixing your How? 88 and your 92 with Tecron or whatever. So they each have different. Chevron loves you now. Right. What's going to happen is if you mix those two together, you're going to be somewhere around a 90%. And your engine's going to run better. You'll get more Tecron or whatever their cleaning agent is or whatever their power boost is, whatever the gasoline you're using at the time, whatever supposedly making one a higher grade quality, you're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Now, in this case, it's not a difference of quality. Because all of Farmer and Chemist products are all of the highest quality, but it is getting different characteristics out of the, the medicine by mixing those qualities. Amplified characteristics by mixing them together? I well, mean, yeah. do you feel you, like an amplified yeah, effect? If you're adding N to D, you're going to get an amplified effect for anxiety and stress and sleep. Yeah. That's right. Right. So instead of me going out and buying a CBD product for sleep, I want to find a CBD product with CBN or as referred to CB night night around here. I want to find CB night night with CBD and then I'm going to have a more quality, longer lasting sleep as long as I'm taking the right dose. Correct. Correct. <sighs> you did it. No, you did it. No, no, we did you it. You did. We, we did, it. did it. It's amazing. All right, because I get, I just get so like, excuse me. 
I mean, I really do. And then like when you're saying things, I'm like, I think he said Gladys is in my system. I'm like, Gladys. I mean, I get so off in. I do that a lot. And then I get lost <laughs> and I kind of am like squirrel. So uh, thank you. Anybody have anything to add into that? No way. No way, no way. <laughs> So, <laughs> Jeff does. Thank heavens for Jeff. No, I, I'll just I'll give you my personal uh, example in history here. So I I don't sleep well. I'm a ruminator. I'm a stressor, right? So I have a hard time going to sleep because I lay down. I start thinking. My mind starts going and racing. Um, you know, I used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning all the time, and then can't go to sleep because the mind starts racing. I used to travel a lot you know, on airplanes, so changing time zones. I used to use Ambien. Uh, Ambien's great. Knocks you out. You know, you take it 30 minutes later, you're kind of loopy and you're out. But I, again, it, I would wake up at four or five. It wouldn't last. I'd wake up. Same thing. So I've been using the CBD, CBN gummies. And I actually, now the alarm wakes me up. So it has fundamentally changed the amount of sleep I get. And, and your skin and, looks better. And it's, your eyes right. look and better. I, yeah, well, you look yeah. refreshed. Yeah. You do look yeah. really you nice. Look, um, you look more refreshed. More. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Jeff and the smiling. So, um, yeah, you know, then the fear is, you know, with THC, we're talking about THC and all this other kind of stuff. This isn't can, can, cannabis and other things, right? So it doesn't impact your motivation. It doesn't impact all of it. You know, it, it's pretty clean. It's just I don't feel different any other way, but I am getting more sleep. And that's exactly what average Joe out there, that's all they want, right? Less stress, less pain, less anxiety, and more sleep. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just so going to... Yeah. After you. I was just going to say, the one thing, though, so you can make all of these products without THC. So if you're going to be drug tested, even if it's hemp compliant, even if it is completely legal 100%, you can still fail a drug test if it has THC in it. So, yeah. So you want to be careful. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's just a good, it's just a good warning. For yeah. That was just a warning. That's all that is. Yeah. But I want to jump into some data. So you had something to say. I was just going to say, so peanut butter and jelly sandwich is great without milk or okay. add the milk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But both are going to satisfy both that. Are going to yep. satisfy yeah. your hunger. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. great. That's there awesome. We go. All right. So I wanted to bring it to some data. This is a 2019 study. Uh, by Scott Shannon and Nicole Lewis, uh, who um, did a little study of sleep and anxiety. And um, this, the results are really, really great. And I think it backs up, Jeff, what you were saying. So I'll spare you the whole details of the, the 103 adult patients who were randomly selected to receive CBD for sleep and anxiety. And after two months, 78% of, of the patients in this trial were still using or CBD treatment to help with sleep and anxiety. I think that's a, that's pretty telling that it's effective. Um, if if it wasn't working, people would stop. And to Jeff's point, it's working for him. He continues, and uh, and so now it's not just anecdotal evidence and and each of us saying that it's worked for us, but there's some um, good science to back it up. So Doug, uh, on that point, if if people are taking it for two or three years or whenever this was, and they're still taking it. Is there a point where your body just says, now I'm, I'm no longer going to be, uh, it's no longer going to help me. Like caffeine isn't going to affect right? me Is there anymore. any of that that will happen yeah. with CBD? 
Yeah, the, the tolerance is an interesting question, Richard. That happens with a lot of medications that are used for sleep and anxiety. Uh, someone that's taking Xanax half a milligram every day uh, after a certain point has to go to one milligram or a milli- one and a half milligrams or two milligrams in order to have the same effect. Um, and we don't really see that same type of thing with CBD. So well, the tolerance, that's the, that's the, the word that it would be used for that. And that yes. has to so, do so, with receptors, right? right. Filling the tank that's the with the premium point. gas. It's based on receptors. And so if in the case of CBD where you have two main receptor sites but like 15 physiological effects, you can just keep absorbing and absorbing and it's going to get allocated somewhere because there's so many things that it can affect and do. In the case of like THC and dopamine, if you keep putting more and more dopamine in the system, you will make more receptor sites. In order to get the same amount of high, you would have to take more to do that. Here's the interesting. Is that addiction? Is that no? It's not addiction. What is that considered? Habitualization. Okay. Uh, Addiction is where you can have negative physical outcomes. um, Yeah, when you stop. If you stop THC, most likely you'll get cranky, but you're not going to have cardiac arrest. You're not going to have your liver shut down. You're, you know, those things don't happen. So that's the biggest difference from a physiological point of addiction versus habitualization. By the way, things that are habitual, if your body is able to make more receptors, it can reabsorb them as well. So you can reset your tolerance for cannabinoids as well. But kind of to build off comments that uh, from Blake and Doug is that it's exciting to to actually have studies. Yeah. Prior to 2018, we we couldn't study this. So it's still, science is still relatively new, but we are having studies that come out. And that's what we should be talking about. That's what we we should be pointing to. So as we get more data and more science, then we can uh, tailor some of these products to to people, get focused on N and G and D and the ratios. We just finished a study. Right. Yeah, uh, where we definitively showed bioabsorption by compa- by adding multiple cannabinoids had longer duration and better absorption than any single cannabinoid by itself. Yeah, but you made the joke that CBD uh, will help you find your dog, right? <laughs> there are people out there that say CBD is a cure all for everything. That's not true. If if you're if people are telling you that, you're, that's probably not where you want to be buying your CBD from. So, right. um, you know, an example would be. We, we have five or six people a day in the store that are asking us about erectile dysfunction. And I know this is a conversation, you know, we've had, you know, we've had this in the last podcast when we talked about cancer and other things about data, right? Is I don't know where this is coming from. We've looked, we don't see really any data around erectile dysfunction. So question that, right? You know, ask somebody, you know, where's the data to, to, you know, to support this. And I'm not comfortable saying CBD helps with erectile dysfunction. So, you know, but it's out, it's being talked about a lot right now. Okay, but let me let me just ask you this, as the only woman in the room, if you have, and I don't, I will never experience this, so I will never know. But if you have erectile dysfunction, very hard for me to say. If you have this, isn't your stress level up? Isn't your anxiety up? Are you not sleeping? So are these key? Ca- pill- yeah, it, well, you're probably not in pain causing, per yeah. se, yeah. but three of the. Four key things we've been saying are probably they triggered could be contributing to the or close could be, to, it could right? Be more physiological, but it, there could be contributing components. Or are you just that. sleeping and you're done? Well, you're it, just, you know, it's over. It's over. Right. I'm done. I and, don't know. You know, the, the one area where we have found data is that uh, CBD may, help, may improve blood flow. 
So that's also a f- more of a physiological contributor to erectile dysfunction, whereas you're talking about some of these other things like, anyway, so maybe, more psychological. right, more psychological. Right. So maybe, <laughs> but my, my, my point is, follow the science, ask the right question, like we've always been saying for the last four years, follow the science, talk to the right people, find the right product, find the right dose, talk about drug interactions, and it'll probably here, here's the yeah. other thing that I'm also going to say that I think is really interesting or important um, because because there's so many people who are producing these things. Look for things that are untrue masked behind things that are true, right? So if they're like, look, CBM will help you sleep. You should buy my product. But then they also say this was approved by the FDA. That's a huge problem. The FDA has approved no products. Now, they don't have objection to certain products, but if they make a bold claim like, yep, I got the thumbs up from the FDA, that's a bold-faced lie. That's not true. Okay? Okay. So what that means is I probably wouldn't trust any products that mix truth with untruth also. That's fair. It is, that's, that's wise. Good counsel. Well, and I, I, th- yeah. I think also to, the, to Jeff's point that he was talking about since 2018, this is still very new. So prior to 2018, there were never any really studies ever all done. Anecdotal. Right? It was just all anecdotal. And, uh, and since 2018, more and more st- official studies are, are happening, right? Yeah. Good clinical research is happening more now than it ever has. And uh, research in the past was done. Uh, it was on limited scale. Most of it was outside of the U.S., which is okay. Um, and a lot of it was focused on cannabis, including higher quantities and percentages of THC. And now the science is catching up with CBD plus CBG plus CBN plus some of the other minor cannabinoids. And it's really gratifying to see that we've been um, going down the right path since we started. Yep. You know, I, th- I think we've, we've, we founded this organization based on the science. Uh, we've been absolutely transparent in, in how CBD works and where it works and when it doesn't work. And, uh, and I think that that puts us in a right position for the future as well. So maybe, maybe kind of bringing it back home with pain, um, um, sleep, stress, anxiety, is there, uh, if someone comes in and says, I've tried CBD and it doesn't work. Yeah. What, why, why could that be? I think the, the most common reason that someone says they've tried CBD and it didn't work um, is they just, A, didn't have enough or any actual CBD in the product that they were using. Um, the best example of that is someone that came in and said, you know, th- this product cost me a couple of bucks. I got it at my barber and it didn't work. And, um, that's, that's an, and then we look at the container and, and it's, and it's subpotent CBD product. So that's, that's number one, I think. Um, the second is the way that it's produced and, and how it's delivered to the body. If it's, if the CBD is a tincture and it's in a vehicle that doesn't allow the absorption or it's binding the CBD to the oil or whatever other product they used so that it can't be absorbed by the body, then it might have the right amount of CBD, but it's not going to get absorbed and have an effect. So the formulation and how it's crafted is really important. Um, and I think those are the two main reasons. Yeah, I'd, I'd, add, well, I'd add one thing. So I, to build off of that, um, there are products on the market that are touted as CBD and they're hemp seed oil. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? So they're not even CBD, period. But the package will say CBD. 
And the other one I think that uh, we talk about a lot that uh, that I would say is maybe number three is the dosing. Right. Right. So somebody will, will bring in a bottle uh, of a tincture and it, the whole thing has 150 milligrams in it. We know there's, it's, it's somewhat weight based, but we know you probably need 25, 30 milligrams to see an effect. And so you'd be, you have to drink that bottle to get enough CBD to work. So when you're taking a dropper full, you're probably getting five milligrams of CBD and that's not going to work. So I, I would just add dosing to, to the list. And I'm going to add one other one to that mm-hmm. as well. And that's, so different neurotransmitters are universal, not only among humans, but even most, you know, animals, especially mammals. So, but just because everybody produces say serotonin, there are some individuals who have different effects from serotonin than others. And so there is some biology and metabolism that is different for some people. And right now we're finding about, about one in every 12 to 15 just has a little bit different effect with yeah. CBD than other people. So good you can point. either be one of those really, really rare no, and lucky point, people. Right? It just might not work for you. Or yeah. if you're the typical person, it will work. And if it didn't work, it's because of the reasons that were yep. previously mentioned. Yep. Okay, so serotonin you produce from the sun? No. Okay, I'm all over the place. I'm, I am I apologize. I don't peanut know. Peanut butter. I was going to say <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I no, mentioned or this. you're a vampire. That's where I was going to go. Totally <laughs> we, wrong. I'm so sorry, all you vampires out there. We, we could pick any neurotransmitter that exists. Uh, we could talk about oxytocin. We could talk about melatonin. We could talk about tryptophan. We could talk about... I mean, there, there's a whole bunch. Your body produces tons, but everybody, everybody's typically produces a certain amount of neurotransmitters in order for your body to just do what it does. Wake up. Yeah. Eat, so, walk. so the, yeah. So all drugs don't work for everybody either. Yeah, that's right. Right. So, you know, antidepressants themselves only, you know, uh, it, it cause remission of depression in about a third of patients. So this is probably no different, but if you've tried quote unquote tried CBD before, it might be worth another shot because for the reasons we've said, you, you, what you've been getting may not have been the right product. So it's probably worth another shot. And if you can uh, control for those three or four things, then the likelihood of it working is exponentially higher. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It feels like Richard, before we wrap up, we should probably talk about dosing and, and when to take CBD. If you're seeking relief from pain, anxiety, sleep, um, or stress. And uh, for sleep, uh, the recommendation that, that we make most often is take about 45 minutes before you're going to lay down to go to sleep. So it's, it's not two hours. It's not as you lay down. It's not like an Ambien where you want to take it and then lay right down because it's going to work so fast. Um, and, it's, and it's probably not going to knock you out and make you fall asleep. But the result is going to be that you're able to relax. Uh, your mind is going to let go of its problems a little bit easier. And you're going to have a better quality of night's yeah. sleep. But the key is taking it about 45 minutes well, to an hour prior to going to bed. And if it's a tincture that you're taking, 15 to 20 minutes is probably right. sufficient. If it's a gummy, it's 45 minutes. Um, former chemists gummies are actually very, very cool because they're almost clockwork. They're almost exactly 45 minutes, like to yeah. the, to the minute, which is, is pretty cool. It actually. is pretty cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I take. And, uh, Take it every night and yeah. and sleep great, like Jeff said. Well, and that, that I wake be, up more refreshed. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Well, that's what I would say to kind of wrap up my comment would be it's it's a part of its expectations too. So you know if you're using these products, don't expect it to knock you out like Ambien. Yeah. But 
you know, so you're going to have to understand, right? You're not going to just be knocked for a loop and, and just be out. You're, but you are going to feel more rested. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then with, and then it's consistency in use. I think that'd be the other thing to say. So not only am I taking it every night, but I'm taking it, but I'm taking it at night before I go to bed, but I'm taking it every day and uh, at about the same time. And it's the same thing goes for pain. Uh, so if I'm using this for pain, then it's a consistent daily dose. And, uh, and most people say, you know, I didn't really know on pain wise, didn't really notice it or anxiety. I didn't really notice it the first couple of days, but then I stopped taking it and I realized that it was having a huge effect on my stress and anxiety and the pain. And then they go right back on and the pain goes away almost immediately. So consistent use, uh, use daily and for sleep, take it before you go to sleep for pain, take it anytime, just be consistent. I, I love would it. say, remember <clears throat> to take your entourage with you everywhere you go. <laughs> That's what I would say. Well, I, I, as we conclude, I just want you to know that you guys just really knocked it out of the park today. I think there was yeah. a good discussion, some wonderful information. Amazing. And, uh, took good notes, and it's just, you know, again. I'm going to go look up serotonin. <laughs> anyway, just, you know. For the vampires out there. Yeah, for the vampires. Um, but... Last also comment, uh, here's to a wonderful 2023. Here's to hoping that you're healthy and happy and you find rest, you find relief from pain, you find less stress in your life, even though the world continues to spin uncontrollably. You find farmer and chemist. And you find farmer and chemist. And you know what? I was thinking, I don't I don't know that all of our listeners are those just looking for how to use CBD and why it would help them. I also think that potentially some of our listeners are selling CBD. Some of our listeners are other companies who create CBD. Um, To you, I would say, you know, we want to be your allies. We want to be here to help you. Um, And we also want to be here to support you. And we can also support you with product. So um, take a look at Farmer and Chemist. Nicely said. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Happy 2023. Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.